Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, uh, Swap, no, I've got it all wrong. Hello, Swap Nation, and hello to you, Oliver Davis. Is that how I do it? That was smooth. Oh, it was terrible, AF. wasn't it? You could tell that I'm all over the show today, but how are you? Well, we're probably all over the show because we, as we say in the podcast, in, in the actual show, we've been watching wrestling for about three weeks. Yes, it's a yeah. long old show, Wrestle Kingdom 12. Very good, but mm. um, you will get into the full review uh, shortly. Really, we, should, we shouldn't delay us getting no. into the review. So do we want to do some iTunes reviews, or do we want to just... Let's save them for the end. Yeah. Enjoy Wrestle Kingdom. Really, we should have renamed this Wrestle Kingdom Ramble. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we might... Don't rule that out, man. No, no, absolutely Because not. that's a good gag. So if you've seen... If we have called it that, that's the genesis of that gag. Nice work, Luke. You're welcome. Um, so we started Wrestle Kingdom 12 three days ago, <laughs> and we've just finished it. So this is the immediate reactions of yeah. us from watching all 79 hours of Wrestle Kingdom 12. It was really funny as well, because I, I put up on Twitter that I mm. thought it was a very... I really enjoyed the show, and the more I think about it, the more I really enjoyed it. But I, because it's such a long show... Like it's like after the show, I was like, "Yeah, I, I enjoyed that show. It was really good." But then I was thinking back, and I was like, "Man, I loved that Cody match. I loved the Young Bucks match. Loved the Four Way. I loved Omega Jericho. Really liked uh, Naito. I loved uh, um, Suzuki." I was like, "Well, actually, I loved most of this show. Mm. I just it just it feels so long ago that we started it. Like it feels like I watched the Young Bucks yeah. match yesterday." And I put up on Twitter, I was like, yeah, that was a long show. And someone messaged me saying, like, it's like, yeah, it's a long show, but it's not WrestleMania long. And I always want to go back and like, actually, man, I think it's longer. It, yeah, so <laughs> it's so it, much longer. We watched it uh, about six hours. Yes. Uh, or maybe it wasn't quite that long because we didn't watch the Rumble. I'm sorry, people, we didn't watch the first match uh, because it's sort of a joke throwaway thing. Although I heard it had a very nice ending. Yeah. Uh, the, did you read about this? The guy, I did, yes. Yeah, yeah. So the the winner, I'm sorry, I don't know his name, said, announced afterwards, I've uh, beaten cancer myself, and please give money to support this other wrestler who's suffering from something. Which is always great. So, Plus, we, uh, we got Cheeseburger and uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger's favourite wrestler in the world, Cheeseburger. Who would have thought? He's a Ring of Honor guy he's very thin i love cheeseburger yeah. did you ever see where he got his name from no okay so it was back when charlie Haas and uh Shelt- shelton benjamin were in ring of honor as that amazing i think they were called the world's greatest, world's greatest tag team. Team, yeah. amazing amazing act charlie Haas was so good on the mic and there's this there's this kid at ringside he's one of the sort of trainees who hangs out in the ring of honor ring and he's like who are you who's this kid have a cheeseburger come on because he's so thin yeah and that name stuck I am uh, one of my favorite matches of last year. Or they mm. didn't make it into the top ten. It wasn't that much of a favorite. But one of my favorite matches of last year was Cheeseburger versus Cody uh, on Ring of Honor TV. Yeah, like genuinely so great. It was I, so much fun. I've seen a few really good Cheeseburger matches. <laughs> like he's he can he's really good. He's really yeah, good. Yeah. I'm, I, I like Cheeseburger. But anyway, back to the main 
five and a half hour chunk of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, it was so, it was a long show, but it, it's a long show that you, I think you actually said because we've got a uh, in the next issue of the Wrestle Talk magazine, we're gonna have we've got like live reactions as we're watching it. We recorded mm. them, and that's gonna be one of the features in the next issue. And you mentioned something in your little outro spiel that I completely agree with, which is that yeah, it is a long show, but the variety of matches really doesn't make it feel like quite as long. Mm. But it, it still is a very very long show. It's prohibitively long, I think. I, I, You know, for me to criticise Royal Rumble or SummerSlam or, or WrestleMania or any of WWE's big pay-per-view events for being way too long, which they are, I don't find it a nice experience to sit through them from beginning to end, although I do enjoy the, the here and there matches. It would be hypocritical for me to not then say, this is ridiculous, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so this long. is so long. And it, it just, it does devalue... Like the the matches because it's spread out over such a long period of time, and all these, I mean, with the exception of about three matches, all of the the rest of the matches were four stars and above. That is an, a a crazy average. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I've I've actually attempted. Okay, I've attempted star ratings. You've attempted to be Dave Meltzer, and it's funny because I just misread your first one. And um, you... 3,000 stars. <laughs> no, I thought... Rap- no, it's Rapungi 3K. No, I thought you'd rated it half a star. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I was like, what? Nuh-uh. So we'll, we'll come back periodically to how long this show is. Uh, I think, you know, just bits. Yeah. Uh, see, bits seemed longer than others. Other, other bits, though, like the main event, I was like, that was 30 minutes? Yeah. Wow. It fe- I'm not, I've, I haven't seen the, the official run times, but mm. it, it feels that like Akada and Naito was shorter than uh, Omega Jericho. But mm. I'd, I'd imagine, if you probably weighed them up, uh, that ma- that final match, the main event, actually went longer. Mm. But it didn't feel like it went as long. It'd be interesting be to interesting see. It'd be interesting to see. Um, my other comment I want to make, just as an overall piece of uh, Wrestle Kingdom, Man, the commentary was good. Oh, I was going to say the same thing. Don Callis and Kev... And this is from an uber Kevin Kelly, Steve Carino pairing fan. Loved them for years on Ring of Honor. Of course, Carino went on to WWE last year. It's last year. Last yeah. year. So last year's Wrestle Kingdom was his last one. And Don Callis joined. And everyone was a bit like, Don Callis? That's yeah. a bit of a out-the-box Yeah, I, I'd say so as well, yeah. yeah. The, the virus. Yeah, hasn't done anything in wrestling for ages. And... Oh my God! Isn't he such a good heel, but credible commentator? Yeah, funny I, when he needs—he's like an even better version of Corey Graves. To I put it in a WWE way. would completely agree. Mm. I really, really liked him on this show. So it just—he adds all the—he he just has so many combat insights. Like there was a bit where they were talking about the Young Bucks in the first match. The Matt's uh, back was injured, and he was trying to apply a sharpshooter and. Don Callis just says the legs are the heaviest part of a body and Matt's trying to wrench that back using the power of his injured back. Yeah. Just that line. I was like, I feel what Matt's going through yeah. now. It was, I it can was, empathise with the match. It's so perfectly put where it's just like, this puts just as much pressure on Matt mm. as it is on on, yeah. um, on on Yo, which I really liked. And and Kevin Kelly is, I've always been a fan of You've always, You've been a massive oh, Kevin yeah. Kelly, Mark. You bloody, you bloody Mark. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, so you're like what Brandy Rhodes said. You're all just you're just a simple mark. Oh, Brandy. <laughs> uh, and one more thing, although the camera work was sometimes sloppy, where they did miss a few spots, I prefer that kind of cutting rate, where you only get like a cut every I don't know ten seconds. You know, cameras stayed on the action without cutting to other viewpoints for quite some time, mm. as opposed to the WWE cut, cut cut and it's like especially in hot tag sequences they're cutting all over the place constantly cutting to the crowd yeah i i much prefer this although the camera work wasn't amazing all the time i i would sacrifice missing the occasional spot yeah to actually absorb it like a sport like a boxing event that's how boxing's filmed and uh, the other thing as well and perhaps this is just coming because you know you you grow up with the ww the wwe style for podcast mm. listeners i'm using massive air quotes you you kind of get used to lots of replays Yes. Which which isn't a, a, a New Japan staple, really. They do have replays, but it would be like a replay of, like, that dropkick was very nice, wasn't it? As opposed to, like, someone does a massive flip dive over 10,000 tables and crashes into 20,000 people. It's like, that's not a replay, though, is it? But did mm. you see that dropkick? That's worth yeah. a replay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I prefer it, too. <laughs> and it's not like a... Whoosh, whoosh, yeah. They play a full screen. Yeah, so the production I really, really love. And the, the whole set and everything. Anyway, 
the card. Like we said, we're not going to do the rumble, so we'll kick off with the Young Bucks beating Rapingi. Rapongi. Rapongi, my apologies. 3K, so not the 2K version with Rocky Romero and Trent Barrera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Yo and Show version, a tag team who only debuted a, a couple of months ago, really. They won the tag team tournament, then they won the tag team titles, and this was the Young Bucks going after their seventh uh, IWGP Junior tag team championship belts it was a really interesting story as well because the young bucks were there as like the uh, the the experienced guys mm. trying to teach these young boys these young lads a lesson and um very much like the start of the match was very much just like who are you you know you get my bags this and, the other. and they were putting this massively over on commentary as well it's like yeah these guys used to carry mm. bags for all the wrestlers and i really like that element of it but i'm I, I actually i felt that then didn't really play into the finish because I thought if you're going to tell that story, it would have been better had Rapongi 3K won. Yes. Uh, which you would want them going into the match as the challengers, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was definitely for the Young Bucks rather than... It was more about getting the Young Bucks over than it was the new team. Which is a shame, I But feel. the new team already won like the big tournament on their first tryout. Yeah, but and if you, they if, won yeah, the belts. Yeah, I, I get that. But I, I just feel that if you're going down the storyline, if this is a tag team that we want to be pushing, if they are want to be pushing this tag team, then, you know, mm. a big win on their very first Wrestle Kingdom against a very experienced tag team of the Young Bucks, particularly with the story you're telling in the match, um, I feel for me mm. uh, would have been uh, much better. But, I, you know, I see why the Young Bucks won. That's fair. That's fair. But it's... I mean, it's hard to criticise when the match oh, is man, this the good. The match was awesome. So as as a, a peel back for how long we've been watching this, it's currently like the late afternoon. It is so um, it's, it's half, half past four. four. Yeah. I watched this at 8am. No, not 8am. At 9am with my breakfast. Yeah, I got into the studio. I came in fairly early so I could watch it. I was about two hours behind. And I ha- also had my breakfast while watching this match. And it, as I said, it feels like I watched this match yesterday. It's insane. Yeah, it feels like another time. Another time to watch this. Back when my wrestling eyes were fresh. <laughs> and I loved everything. So that story, that you're right, that's sort of the context. But the actual story of the match, which is... If people, I think people get uh, an idea of the Young Bucks as being these spot fest monkeys and they don't do anything that plays into emotion. This is, I completely disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what a better example to show those sorts of critis- uh, criticizers than this match because it was perfectly based around the selling of Matt Jackson's back injury against Yo's, Yo's back injury. And. The way that played uh, into the match, I thought it was brilliant. The Don Callis spot we talked about earlier. everything I just loved this match. In loved fact, this match. I'm pretty sure it was either Kevin Kelly or Don Callis said pretty much what you just said on commentary mm. there. Said, like, those people who say the Young Bucks don't know how to work a body part, they're wrong. And then I think pretty much, like, they did this a couple of times throughout the night where they were just like, those people who criticise Kenny Omega, they're idiots. Those people who criticise the Young Bucks, basically it's like, Jim Cornette, you're an idiot. Yeah, it was they, they were just <laughs> making fun of Jim Cornette the entire time. <laughs> yeah, or much. anyone who criticises that sort of style of the, the Young Bucks yeah, Omega. absolutely, sort of yeah. But uh, man alive, did the Young Bucks ever deliver a nasty-looking powerbomb to poor old Rocky Romero mm. on the uh, on the ramp? Poor Who is Rapingi th- Rapongi, Rapongi 3K's hey. manager. Yeah, man, what a powerbomb that was mm. as well. Like, he, I mean, he took it like a champ, and I just felt really bad for him. Yeah, and he sold it for the entire match. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot that happened, and then they went back up the ramp later on, and he's still lying <laughs> there. <laughs> still lying So there. that means... Rocky sold that for about four days, <laughs> going by the Wrestle Kingdom time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, my uh, my standout for this match though was uh, was Show of Rapongi 3K. I just thought he was awesome. His kicks and his slaps mm-hmm. and everything. I just thought were absolutely awesome. Just so just crisp and loud and like just looked real and genuine. I I thought he was the real standout of the match for me. I Matt Jackson for me. I thought his selling was superb. There were some beautiful moments uh, when Matt was in a submission and they, you know, both sort sort of the uh, revival DIY spots yeah. where they're both trying to stop each other tapping. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, actually, there was a one point where Matt went to, to mm. hit and uh, Nick just grabbed his hand and was like, don't do it, don't you do it. Okay. But yeah, it's very much the revival DIY uh, stuff that they did. But you shouldn't really mention the revival along with no, the Young Bucks. No, no, <laughs> my apologies. FTR. So yes, uh, the Young Bucks win, um, tapping out one of Yo or Show, can't remember who, with a sharp I, I believe shooter. it was Yo. Uh, I have given this 
four and a half stars. On the on the Ollie Davis rating, four and a half stars. The new Dave Meltzer over here. No, no, no. I just thought it would be interesting to rate how good this pay-per-view was to me. Oh my god, I'm gonna get crucified. Why did I do this? I don't know. You said to me, you're like, do you think we should rate give these star ratings? And I was like, no, because I think star ratings are quite silly, but I, I <laughs> always get on this kick. I get on this kick every January where I'm like, I'm gonna rate every single match I see, and then at the end of the year I'm gonna see what my favourite matches were. And I get about like two months in, which is exactly what happened last year with my top ten matches of the month video stopped after February. I just was like, but this match and this match, I've rated the same, but how? But one's got to be better. And I fall into this trap of 4.1235 stars. Exactly, that's what Dave Meltzer does. Like, after a while, like, you know, especially now because he's got the, the, essentially it's raced on six stars Mm. and then six and a half stars or 6.25 stars or whatever it is that he kind of rates things on. By the way, actually, I will say about the commentary, I'll I'll mention this a bit more in the main event, but they were winding me up talking about that, which I I thought was really self aggrandizing and actually put me off the match a little bit. Uh, that aside, so I, I, I mean, I, th- I think this with film ratings, like giving star ratings for films, I think is quite arbitrary, and you know, just and because you're right, like you know, it's this is a four star movie. Is this also a four star movie? Yeah, but this one's better. But they're both four stars. I, I would say the answer, as so many things do, lies in the middle. They're not arbitrary because you are basing it on experience and everything else you've seen, but they're not the be all and end all either. So there's this wonderful sweet point where you should just use the star ratings that we're going to give. If you don't want to watch the, the 20 days of Wrestle Kingdom 12, then just say, hey, I'm only going to watch the matches that are rated above four stars by Ollie and Luke. Oh, by just Ollie. So I gave this four and a half. Fair enough. What would you say? To that? I'm not giving star ratings. <laughs> Next up, the tag gauntlet for the... Uh, for the heavyweight. No, it was for the never six-man title. That's right. I didn't yes. care about this match, as you can probably tell. No, yeah, but I mean, but it did feature War Machine, uh, who I think are absolutely awesome yep. because they're just two big burly dudes. I've really enjoyed them on Ring of Honor, and yeah, they're great. Um, Soon to WWE, probably. Absolutely, yeah. And there's, you know, there's some fairly good stuff in this, but I wasn't massively keen on it. I think uh, pretty much my takeaway of this match was War Machine are great, not enough Yano face. Yeah. That yeah. and that that'd be it. It was kind of the classic. Let's get everyone on the card. This is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal yeah. for mid carders yeah. or tag teams. What I would say, Ollie Davis, is this is not the best example for you to get trios championships in WWE. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Um. So, uh, just as a brief recap, War Machine and Michael Elgin were the first team up against Suzuki Gun. Uh, Hanson, one of the big burly guys from War Machine, did a top. Rope Moonsault. He certainly Crazy. did. Yeah. Uh, my favourite, actually, yet yeah, my favourite spot of this match was after that, Zack Sabre Jr. got Raymond Rowe in a sort of, well, first it was a choke, and then it turned, you know how Sabre Jr. kind of morphs his body around you and doesn't yeah. let you get out? Incredible stuff. And it was just on for about a minute, uh, going from headlock to arm bar, to, and then he hooked in the ankle when Ray was down to the floor. That was great. And that's when... Uh, a Ray tapped and moved on to the next one. Chaos came out. Yep. Chaos uh, beat Suzuki Gun um, with a Yano low, low blow. blow. Yeah. But no Yano face, which uh, Kevin Kelly said, right in the ding ding. <laughs> and then right after he said, that's what Carino used to say before he left the territory. <laughs> which I thought was a really nice. <laughs> no. He was like, love you, Steve. <laughs> I missed that. That's yeah, very good. That was very good. And uh, then Taguchi, Taguchi Japan came up Certainly next, did. which was Taguchi uh, Juice nice Robinson. Little, nice little tribute to um, Nakamura in this. Oh, he did, this. Yeah, he did like the uh, the Nakamura, um, like hold onto the ring ropes and mm. do this, and then went for the uh, the Kinshasa, uh, but it was a roll up then by um, by Yano. Yep. So then it was finally Chaos versus the Bullet Club, which means we got some. Ishii against Bad Luck Farley. Mm. That's our favourite thing. Small Ishii against huge guys. Yes. And he hit a suplex. 
Good grief. I was going to say, it was all built around. <laughs> I basically said, like, this is very much like the the, uh, the Keith Lee match from uh, Rev Pro last year, where they were like really building up the suplex. And Kevin Kelly and Don Callis, to their credit, were doing a very good job of being like, well, he's not going to suplex Bad yeah. Luck Farley. Look at him. Look at Bad Luck Farley. Look at Ishii. It's we not going to happen. But we know. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was great. I, I love Ishii. He's just like this little pit bull. He's yeah. awesome. So I love Ishii too. And, you know, we raved about him after the match we saw at Rev Pro. He had a great year last year. He's... Uh, uh, the Long Beach match with Omega and the the, the teeth biting the ropes. That was so good, that spot. Um, the G, His performance in the G1. But here, you know, it feels a bit of a waste of Ishii just in a, a gauntlet six-man and, Yeah, and and now, um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't massively keen on it. But, uh, but at but, least he won the title. But Chaos won. Yeah, so Ishii, uh, Trent Barretta and Toriano. Toriano, Toriano yeah. And uh, Barretta went with the Dude Buster. Which is his first title... As a heavyweight. Oh yes, because he's so, he's yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. He's gone from junior to heavyweight. I think. Certainly has what you say. Um, next up might be. Let me just check. Oh, I gave that two and a half stars. Oh, two and a half stars. Oh, excellent. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. Well, this is going to be interesting. Because I was about to say, I think this might be my favourite match on the card. So it's a five-star match, you're saying? <laughs> Did you go and just rate Kota Ibushi versus Cody Rhodes? As six stars. I don't think I did. No, I, think I said that's what you said. No, I quote said, him I, on that. I think I said this might be my favourite match of the night. As six stars. Do you want to walk us through? Uh, well, yeah. This was Cody Rhodes versus Kota Ibushi. This was meant to be for uh, the Ring of Honor World Championship, but Cody lost that Ring of Honor World Championship um, to um, Dalton Castle. So now it was just it was just being billed as a special attraction match. And I thought it was awesome. Mm. I thought this was a really, really terrific match. Cody is just like, he, he exudes star power. I just think he's a really, really great... He's just he's a great professional wrestler, and Brandy really adds a lot to his act of them coming out as like the royal family of wrestling. I love them as a duo. Kota Ibushi is absolutely awesome as he as he usually is. He had a, some really great spots like Kota Ibushi hitting accidentally hitting Brandy, and Cody Rhodes kind of using that to, to his advantage. But Kota, being the gentleman that he is, wasn't you know trying to capitalize on Cody. He was making sure that Brandy mm. was all mm. right. But the man maybe like the the big spot of this match was the uh, the crossroads off the apron. Oh. So, like, okay, you, we've seen WWE. If you haven't seen the show, you've seen WWE. Cody Rose hits the crossroads. You get him in the little thing, and you flip him over like that. It's the that- best one ever is on Seth Rollins. Yes. You remember the one yeah, Seth yeah. Rollins took it so well. Uh, but he was on the, they did it on the apron, and he just flipped him right over in the crossroads to the floor, and, oh, it looked like it sucked for Ibushi, but it looked... Landed like that. Oh, man, but it was like... A jump out of your seat moment. I thought it was a really, really cool spot. But yeah, I thought this was a, and it was a great um, close call for the count out there as well. He got mm. in like just at the, the the 19 mark. It was really, really great. Uh, I thought this was a, a really great war. I just really enjoyed the match. Written decent match. Oh, giving it three and a half stars. I mean, my mind might be changed mm. because I also really enjoyed the uh, the the four way as well. But that's not to say I didn't enjoy this match. I did. I did very much. Uh, and quite taken with Brandy Rose. You certainly Always are, right? have yeah, yeah. been and she was my main takeaway. Yeah. Uh but yeah, well, I, it was it was a good uh, lot lots of sort of dastardly Cody cheating. I I I'm unfortunately I love Cody. I, I but some people I don't see he's done so well on on since leaving WWE. But I I do see him as like an upper mid card guy. I oh, still yeah. don't see him at that top level. No, I think that the stuff that he did in Ring of Honor, I think, kind of elevated him past that. Because mm. I like you, I was when he was in WWE, I never kind of got like the they should be pushing Cody, they should be pushing Cody. Because I was like, I think Cody's a very solid mid card guy. Mm. He was great in his tag team run with Goldust, and you know, and I loved him in Legacy with Randy Orton stuff. But I never saw him as that upper level guy. But you know, since he's Roof to Ring of Honor since joining the Bullet Club and the stuff that he's been doing. I think that, yeah, man, he's an absolutely world-class talent. I, it, I do love him. I do love him. I yeah. just don't uh, I don't get that star power. No. Next up, we had LIJ versus KES. Yes. So that's Killer Elite Squad versus Los Ignorables del Japan. Del yes. Japan. Yeah, Evil yeah. and Sonata, you Evil could just say. Evil and Sonata, I should yeah, have said. pretty much. So I've just got uh, Killer Elite Squad, a really big... They mostly took the match. You man, that's pretty much what it yeah. was. Yeah, it was essentially it was just. Um, I've actually called him Lance Hoyt here, calling back to his TNA mm. days. And what a mark I am! Who I'm not calling him by his slave name? <laughs> his New Japan slave <laughs> name. 
Um, no, so I, I, I thought that basically Davy Boy and, and Lance Archer just, just dominated the match. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then Evil Sonata got the, the win afterwards. Um, th- there was kind of like a, a, a thing with this this show, uh, which was, maybe maybe I'm wrong on this one, but it, like, it felt like it was hu- peaks and troughs. Yeah. So, you know, you had the really great um, Young Bucks match, then you had the Tag Team Gauntlet. Then you had the really great Cody Rhodes Ibushi, uh, Ibushi, no, Cody Rhodes yeah, no, I was Ibushi, right. Yeah, yeah, Ibushi match. Yeah, so I was getting, I was thinking of yeah, Ishii, and then you had this with the tag match. Then you go right back up again for mm. the uh, the next match. But I, uh, I enjoyed it. They're bringing you up. They're bringing, bringing you, you down. down. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I gave that two and a half stars. I've got to be honest though, I didn't really pay attention. No, I, <laughs> so, I'm amazed the, uh, the 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 rating is that high. Yeah. Uh, it just yeah, it didn't didn't grab me in the slightest. Next up though, I see. I think. Uh, the main Wrestle Kingdom card. I disagree with the up and down, up and down. Because that's why I just I just doesn't it. I I think Young Bucks up here, then everything is about here, and then we get back to Suzuki and Goto, which is now. Yeah. Uh, loved this match. The yeah. story is hair versus hair. Suzuki Minoru Suzuki has been bullying Goto for ages, and now Goto's finally getting his revenge, or not revenge, but a match, a chance to go against Suzuki. Without Suzuki Gun, which is Suzuki's often cheating faction. Uh, and it was just a match full of two guys clobbering each other. Yeah, this match was, to coin a phrase, stiff as a dick. Yeah, not uh, not many moves. <laughs> just <laughs> I mean, in a, in a Suzuki match? Yeah. Are you trying to tell me something? Well, no, yeah, this was very much your uh, an average... Well, not an, I don't want to say an average. This was your typical, that's maybe the mm. word, uh, Minoru Suzuki match, which is, I am going to stiff the heck out of you. You'd better stiff me back. Let's beat the holy hell out of each other, and then Suzuki gonna gonna come and get gonna cause yeah. some shenanigans. Yeah, so it was yeah it, that that's it, isn't it? You stiff me, I stiff you. You stiff me, I'll laugh it off <laughs> until you stiff I'm me so much where I start to my legs start to wobble, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll start to sell for you. Yeah, and it's how but I, you well, love I, it though, don't I you? Love, I love it. You've given this match four stars. Well, that's more just because of the story. It was a bit repetitive. Uh, I found myself after a while. I just write great, great uh, strike exchange. Great yeah. strike exchange. I've written, I've written that four times. Yeah. Suzuki is so scary. Suzuki is scary. Mm. <laughs> That's pretty much all my things are. So it was mostly just stiff strikes for the whole match. Yeah. And then there's a bit of nonsense with Suzuki gun, which I, I never enjoy. No. I don't think it needs it. Uh, but Goto won. And yeah. Here is where a really, I, I I really enjoyed the match anyway. The the strike exchanges. Because my favorite match of the show, oh, sorry, my favorite uh, move of the sh- of the oh, yeah? match though, uh, was the super Urushi uh, Yushigoroshi off the uh, off the top rope, which I think is just a, mm. I think it was an excellent move anyway. And Goto just executed it mwah, perfectly off the top rope. It was, oh, I was like, <laughs> oh, that looked like it killed. So uh, this match was was really good. I enjoyed it, but then the post match angle I thought was lovely. So it was a hair versus hair match. Goto wins. Goto overcomes the bully. But Suzuki Gun, they're a heel faction. They take their leader and they walk him off. We're not going to get to see uh, Goto get his revenge and shave Suzuki's head. That was that's the honour of this match. Because Goto is very honour-based. And Suzuki is unconscious when he's being carried away after such a, a, a war. It felt like a war at times. And then he comes to and he's like, no, wait a second. I lost this match. Even though I'm a heel, I'm going to go back and do the right thing and take my punishment. Yeah. And that's what he did. I love that. And he a chair was already set up for him. He picked up a different chair, whacked the chair that was set up for him away. He grabbed the hair clippers out of Goto's hand, shaved his own hair, his long ponytail bit off at the back. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was so, so, yeah. such a good storytelling character bit loved it loved yeah it, particularly it. with like the you know your goon squad around you being like we got it to protect the boss yeah. so they take him away <laughs> and then he's like no i'm i'm an honorable man mm. i thought it was really cool so yeah i gave that four stars if you're if that if it even matters anymore oh you have gone to quarters as well i see in this well next i just i was like i was like well i i liked it as i liked it more than that one but i didn't like it as much as this one already your star rating is I falling know. apart mate Wait till you get to the the four point one six five pi. I've just put pi down for one. Uh, yeah, this is great. Uh, so next we had um, this. Actually, probably was my favorite match of the show. Although, oh, really? 
well, okay. So I loved this match. This was the the, the, the four-way match uh, between Kushida, um, Takahashi, Marcy Skull, and Will Ospreay. I thought this match was brilliant, but this was moves. Mm. This was a bunch of moves. Some guys did some moves over here. Some lads did some moves over here. They all got together and did some moves in here. Then they did some more moves, went up to the top rope and did some moves, went to the outside and did some moves, then did some moves, did more moves, and then the finish happened. Yes. And I loved it. Loved yeah. every single second. I loved every move that happened. Slight bodge towards the end, mm. but yeah, loved it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I really enjoyed it as well. I think there was a little bit of a story there, which was Marty Scales, the champion, junior heavyweight champion, and he has gotten the better of Osprey all over the. the yeah, it's not strictly true, but they are telling the story that all over the world, Skull has always beaten Osprey, and they said that as Marty Skull was walking down, or Will Osprey, and I thought, Will Osprey's winning, <laughs> yeah. and that turned out to be the case. Will Osprey is our new junior heavyweight champion. It certainly did. Uh, so that was the story, and they did tell that story in parts. Like there was a wonderful moment. When Skull and Osprey had to work together. That was my favourite spot of the yeah. match. Yeah, I thought it was really Unfortunately, great. Unfortunately, the next, the very next spot they screwed up. Yeah. Which was such a shame because it had real momentum. I was like, oh, we're finally getting into the story part. I'd be curious to know how much that affected the next couple of minutes because there was a bit of a schmoj. Yeah, there, wasn't there? Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like I'm going to throw you. No, actually, you, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw you. Uh, yeah, but it was still like I mean, everyone is so talented in this match. It's hard to criticize. I've listened really <laughs> an entire page of uh, notes on this there's, match. There's because... no point. It's just because it's just like brutal. This flip over here. <laughs> Everything's as awesome as each other. Yeah, lots of um. I mean, there was amazing like couple of like Oz cutters into chicken wing moments. Mm. Lots of chicken wing spots. Um, and something that maybe has just sort of passed me by, but um. Cheeky Nando's. Yeah, I didn't know that was the name of that particular move either. No. So it's the move where someone's, their legs are on the second rope, but they're sort of folded over, so the back of their head is on the top turnbuckle, and then you give a super kick to their face. And Kevin Kelly was like, looks like it's time for a Cheeky Nando's, <laughs> which is... And I turned to you and I was like, Cheeky Nando's? I didn't know that was a thing either. <laughs> Nando's is a... Uh, Portuguese chicken restaurant, fast food chain, yes, which inexplicably is very popular. Oh, it's loved. It's beloved in the United mm. Kingdom. Everyone loves a Nando's. And there is a phrase: "Shall we go for a cheeky Nando's?" Implying, "Oh yeah, let's have a little Nando's. Let's treat ourselves." And that's that's now a move. <laughs> that's now the name for a very cool move. The, the other bit, actually, there was another bit of story, which was Skull kept on doing these dastardly things. But those actually backfired on him. Mm-hmm. So uh, he taped up uh, Takahashi on the outside rail at one point. Yep. But then when he got some powder out later, he actually exposed, like some scissors fell out the same bag. And that's what Takahashi used to release himself. I wasn't a fan of the powder, of the mm-hmm. tape. Yeah. Like, it takes me back to that awful big show Del Rio last man standing <clears throat> yeah. match. How did you feel about the umbrella? Umbrella shots. Wow, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and and not to mention though uh, Takahashi's um, sunset power bombs onto oh the floor God. from the ring apron because holy heckins did he deliver those! Like the first one he did to Osprey just felt like he can like, he powered right through the ground. Yeah, and then he did one to so he ran back in the ring and then gave one to Skull. Skull's head basically went through the guardrail. It looks so scary. Mm. And then Kashida did one to Takahashi later on. Yeah. Which was the worst of them all. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. But then uh, for the finish, Skull comes in and he's hitting everyone with the umbrella. And those shots, I hope that was a gimmicked yeah. rubber handle because it looked like he hit them square in the face. Yeah. Rather yeah, I mean, than the. I mean, God, I wouldn't even want to be hit with a weapon like that there. No, I mean, it had to be given because it was making such a hell of a sound. Yeah. But um, the other thing I suppose we haven't actually mentioned about Mighty Skull, which you loved, was his entrance. Mm. So, you... yeah. Oh, no, oh. you go, mate. You go. So he he wears the, I don't know what... Blast Plagas mask. Blast... Oh, great word. Uh, the, the... I think it's just a Plagas mask. But... Plagas mask, which is the long sort of beaked thing that they used to use in the plague that doctors had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so and chicken wing and everything. So he comes out uh, for his entrance, and he's standing there at the top of the ramp. And out of nowhere, these huge black wings appear behind him. So great! Yes, yeah, so so cool. 
uh, and he had a custom Wrestle Kingdom umbrella. Don Callis awesomely said on commentary, each feather is a broken finger of his opponents. Beautiful. Which is just awesome. Love that. Um, Skell posted on Twitter shortly after, I hope everyone understands how hard it was for me to get these wings to Japan. So well done for <laughs> well done you, awesome Marty. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely loved it. There was just uh, you're right. We kind of said this at the start. There's almost too many spots to to kind of mm. go through. But yeah, reverse four fifties, just multiple attempts at the Oz cutter. The Oz cutter into chicken wings. Oz cutter into all sorts of things. You had hoverboard stretches. You had time uh, time bombs. You had all sorts yeah. going on. It was a great great match. I loved it. Just yeah. moves. Will Osprey climbed up. The, the, yeah, the, stru- the, the structure, yeah. The structure like, uh, at the start of the match and did a moonsault off that. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. So crazy Leading stuff. to one of my old, always my favourite things in wrestling, when someone goes to do a high spot and the people below have to catch them just sort of have to stand there for a bit mm. and wait for them to do it. But afterwards, Osprey just winked at the camera. Yeah, gave like, a little cheeky really wink. Cool. <laughs> and um, Kevin Kelly on commentary after that, we just went, oh, the cheeky bugger. Mm. Cheeky Nando's. <laughs> cheeky bugger, lovely stuff. So Osprey won. He's the new junior heavyweight champion, which mm-hmm. is great. Great for the division. Um, so I really enjoyed the match like you did, but I much, 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 much preferred Kushida versus Takahashi from last year. Mm -hmm. And there were times in this match, as awesome and crazy as it was, I thought, I wish this was a singles match. That's because when you're in a singles match, it's less bunch of moves. Yeah. I wish it was Osprey versus Skull. Yeah, that would have been... That was the main story they would tell him, apart from a crazy hot tag kind of Takahashi sequence. Yeah. Forgot about that bit as well. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I just... I wanted it to be Osprey versus Skull in the end. Yeah, that I'm. I completely agree mm. with that. Yeah. 100%. So I gave that four and a quarter. But again, that's the uh, got to get everyone on the card. Yeah. Uh, next up, Tanahashi, Hiromu Tan- Tanahashi, the Intercontinental Champion, took on Jay White. Yeah. From uh from his excursion in Ring of Honor, he came back at the end of last year as a new character, brand new character, Switchblade Jay White. It's a cool character. Yeah, and it's a cool they, gimmick. And it was a really nice story that they got over on commentary was Jay White was a young boy in New Japan. He has seen everything Tanahashi has done. Tanahashi, you know, was the the big, he was the John Cena of New Japan for all its dark years. And he rebuilt the company, really. Uh, Jay White has seen everything that Tanahashi's done. Tanahashi hasn't seen everything Jay White's done. Mm. So I really like that. And of course, Tanahashi was selling his... What was injured? His knee or his uh, bicep? I can't even remember now. Mm. This actually feels like it was much longer ago. You've written much, much more. Fewer. You've no, you've written more notes on this oh, than right. I have. Yeah, and I haven't written a great deal because, unfortunately, and the crowd was super into it. I wasn't. No, I wasn't really into this match. I have to say, um, I think Jay White's got a really cool gimmick about him, and yeah, and, and Tanahashi's great and all, but yeah, I wasn't really into this match. My mm. notes really are. This is a cool gimmick. Tanahashi wins. Yeah. Yeah, although Jay looked good in defeat. Yeah, that I um, so Tana, yeah Tanahashi won. There was the first retention on the show. All the other titles had changed hands, uh, but Jay really did dominate Takahashi. But then you're like, but that was because Tanahashi was injured. So uh, yeah, I I wasn't a big fan. I did like the bit when uh, Jay White said on the outside, "You can do this sort of thing when it's a Japanese audience." He said, "I'm gonna effing tear you apart," <laughs> straight into the camera while Tanahashi yeah. was there. Absolutely, so I yeah. That, I think I'm gonna for the New Japan diehards, given a Tanahashi match, three stars. And so you've rated that higher than uh quite a few no no uh, you rate you rated it higher than oh no yeah lower than uh abushi cody rhodes yeah the only things lower were the tag gauntlet and the tag match yeah yeah fair enough so i'm sticking by that I okay think. you stick by that but here we go here is probably just, what the major- I mean, oh i just want to say just to point out how arbitrary um star ratings are you gave that three stars and then at one point during that review said wasn't into the match sorry uh, yano face I was more into the match than the others. <laughs> okay. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So here's the moment everyone is probably waiting for. Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega in a no-DQ match for Kenny Omega's United States heavyweight title. Certainly was. Alpha versus Omega. This mm. had like a really big fight feel about it. Yeah. So, you know, the main event did as well, but this really was. The crowd was super into it. Jericho came out to uh, to Fozzy, of course. Omega did his big entrance. Omega, Omega did his entrance that was based on Stargate. It's something that I've drawn a bit of heat from on uh, Twitter because I did say that um, Kenny Omega is probably the only person in the world who thinks Stargate is cool. For the record, I think Stargate <laughs> is cool. I used to be so into that. I honest, I remember telling my dad at one point when I was young, when I was a nipper, what career pathways are there for hieroglyphics? <laughs> like, can I can I do ancient Egypt and hieroglyphics and stuff and get a job out of this? And I'm like twelve, trying to figure out the world. It's funny because I was no. I was trying to think because I watched the Stargate movie uh, last year. I think I rewatched and I was like, yeah, this movie's not that great. I it's, like it. Yeah, it's it's perfectly fine. I like the lore. Yeah, it's it's mostly doofy though. And then I was and I made that that comment on Twitter, and then I had a lot of people come back to me and say like, you are so wrong. Stargate's mm. really cool. And then my old housemate from university got in touch with me and just reminded me why I think Stargate's pretty lame. And it's my house, my other housemate, always watched. He watched that and Angel. Those were his two favourite shows. And he was always watching it. And that, I think that's what it is. It's almost like I'd completely forgotten about it. But it was like a Pavlovian response to be like, God, this is lame. Well... Kenny Omega's pretty cool. <laughs> Kenny <laughs> Omega doesn't think it's lame. He came out, yeah, it was like a, a giant uh, cosplay gun yeah. and uh, what they called... I don't uh, know, you're the one who wanted to study hieroglyphics. I want to say Anubis. Anubis is the Egyptian god that looks like that. Yeah. But that sort of headdress... Uh, I might be wrong with that. But, but I, yes. I did say at the time when he came out and he had this sort of like big, you're right, cosplay. He had like the cosplay gun and he had the costume and everything. And then I turned to you and I was like, it seems so lame when Triple H does it. Mm. But Kenny Omega does make this look cool. Like remember when Triple H did the Terminator entrance and it, we all went like, God, that's lame. It's, this uh, is so but lame. Yeah, but when Omega did it last year, <laughs> yeah, really cool. Everyone was like, God, this is wicked. It's Will Smith in Men in Black. <laughs> so the make difference this, is. <laughs> I make this look good. Uh, Chris Jericho came out in his light up jacket. A source of much comedy in WWE. But when he came out, I was like, I'm scared of Jericho. I've, I've My first note here, it's really nice to see serious Jericho. Yeah. Because the last few years we've seen him in WWE, he was goofy Chris Jericho with the stupid idiot, the list, and all this sort of gubbins. But it was just really nice to see him back being serious Chris mm. Jericho. And that's kind of why Jericho is one of the greatest of all time, because he is someone who can go in both directions and yet recover so well from, from both. Like, you know, this time last year, he was doofy Chris Jericho being locked in shark cages, God, well, yeah. wearing scarves and stuff. And everyone's like, oh, he's wearing a scarf. What a doofus. Here, he's wearing a scarf. You're like, oh, I don't want to mess with him. He was spelling names wrong on easy names wrong on a list. Yeah, and and just saying and, it yeah. and like that was his gimmick because like he says it and he made up town names that he won the money in the mm. bank in like that <laughs> that was Jericho's gimmick and yet here he is and all of a sudden you're like this Chris Jericho's a, he's a mean killer mm. dude and yeah. he was great in this match really really good uh, so let's try and 
<laughs> this, was a, this was a great match. It I was mean, a great match. I'll I've got a lot of notes. In the first five minutes of this match, there was a springboard sent on through a table. Like, and it, it he went far. Like, Omega went no, it very far. Wasn't a senton, was it? He, when it, so this was the spot when Jericho was on the outside, and Omega ran, leapt over the top yes, rope, yes, you're right, yeah, yeah, and sort of just like threw himself for a splash almost, and went over the barricade. Jericho moved, and he. Omega went through the announcers table with the uh, screen, the monitors there. Yeah, took out Don Callis in the process. Yeah, and Don Callis was taken out. Uh, that looked horrible, <laughs> but it also looked amazing. And Jericho was right in there, like throwing the monitor in his face. Red Shoes, the referee, was trying to pull him off. Yep. And Jericho beat up Red Shoes and then beat up Red Shoes' son, who was a young boy at ringside. Put him in the walls of Jericho. Screaming like, is this your son? Look at him. It's like, oh my God, Chris Jericho. <laughs> Where's the list? Yeah. I, I thought it was, was really great. And that's like, that's the first five minutes of the match. And mm. it felt like a, just an all-out war throughout. It never really let up. And one of the things I really loved about this match and the kind of the story they were telling, particularly on commentary with, with Kevin Kelly and Don Callis, when Don Callis eventually got back into the match because they had to kind of like reconnect everything and get the new chairs mm. and stuff. Um, there was a moment, they were, they were really putting this over on commentary, that Kenny Omega has wrestled everyone in the world and he's wrestled the world's best that it has to offer. But he's never been in a match like this. And they were really putting that over, yeah. and I really liked that story. And the other, the, the flip side was Jericho's wrestled Brock Lesnar. He's wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin. Beat, beat Austin and The Rock on yeah. the same night. It was the first WWF undisputed champion. Like it's, it's all, mm. it's all gimmick stuff. But like in kayfabe terms, that makes Jericho seem yeah. like this ultimate badass dude. It was really great. But he's never beaten Kenny Omega. Yeah. And you're like, these two have never faced. And it was. Because it, it had such like an old school wrestling build of just, yep, I'm going to beat you up, bloody injury angle. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, just a proper blood feud. The blood came out pretty quick mm. when uh, Jericho rammed Omega's head into a chair in yep. the turnbuckle. I've just, oh my God, there's so many things now. Power bombs to the yeah. floor, um, springboards to the knees. <laughs> Omega really... jumping off the rigging onto a tape, doing a stomp on the table that's with the, Jericho yeah, yeah. underneath. Ah, yes, the other one was really good. The um, So Kenny Omega got up onto uh, the top ropes to do yep. a springboard move. Jericho springboarded himself and drop kicked him right in the knee the surgically repaired knee yeah. another really great spot in the match that was kind of building around the the, uh, the previous injury loved all this uh, really really good um there was cold spray as well at one point when jericho had omega in one of the many walls of jericho's of the match uh omega was reaching to the outside and he ripped off the apron and he found some cold spray and sprayed it in jericho's eyes and jericho's like i can't see i can't see might be one of my my only spots in the match i didn't like yeah that uh, was that was at the lower end only yeah. only because as you know it was i don't know like it's a bit like powder a bit like powder like and not only that but omega went to the wrong side to find it or like he went to the right side to find it but couldn't actually reach it so then he mm. had to go to the other side of the corner to get it and then when he got it shouted jericho look and it was almost like it, it mm. felt like a bit like calling spots yeah yeah so I, I, that that was I, I didn't think it was a great spot in the match but. the other thing to criticize is the guy in the crowd <laughs> constantly screaming kenny, kenny! but a lot longer and a yeah. lot more annoying <laughs> do you know what we can praise Kenny Omega's V-Triggers. Oh! oh! He had about 25,000 of them, and each one sounded better than the last. You know, Omega's always like, I want to prove to everyone that my style of wrestling is the real, like, the proper style of wrestling, that every, and it's the best in the world. I think his style of wrestling is actually kneeing people in the face. <laughs> like, that's not a wrestling move. <laughs> He's just kneeing people. Yeah, pretty much. Because I can't figure out... Does he, does he like, shin pad kick someone's chest to get the sound i'm scooby-doo mate i can't work love it, it. I, I i don't want was... to know either no absolutely i thought it was really great and there was lots of really cool counters in this like the yeah. they did the the one wing angel into the walls of jericho like that sounds unbelievable but it, you know it, it does happen but that was the actually the other thing on this i didn't really like they early in the match they had him in the walls of jericho and they were building like and kenny was mm. reaching for the ropes and they were making this whole point. It was like, it's a no DQ match. Like, why, like he doesn't yeah. need to go for the ropes. And Jericho kept shouting to Red Shoes, it's a no DQ. I'm not, yeah. get, I'm not getting off of him. But then later in the match, they did the walls of Jericho again, but were building it towards a rope break spot. And Kenny got to the ropes and Jericho let go. Mm. And I was like, well, it, I thought it was just a bit sloppy considering you did that spot earlier in the match. It is a very weird oversight. Yeah, really weird considering, oversight. Considering, I mean, how long both men have had to go over yeah. 
the the match. I imagine like a lot of this was not you know a lot of this. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much was called in the ring. But this, yeah, it was weird. It, yeah. was, it did stick out like a sore thumb. And you can make, so you said at the time, it's like, well, I think Jericho let go because he's exhausted. Mm. But I was like, but that's not, that's kind of not what they were playing up on commentary. Yeah. It's not really what they're playing up the It's match. a weak yeah. explanation. It's a yeah. weak explanation. Uh, but that, the, the sequence beforehand was amazing. It was the one winged angel into the walls, like you said. But then Jericho turned it into the lion table. Lion table, which we haven't and seen in oh, so long. And uh, like um, Omega was using the referee's hand to yeah. stop himself from tapping and then use the referee to get to that he used that him, rope he used him to like create momentum mm. yeah um, and then oh this because the last like five ten minutes of the match really good then a one-winged angel on Jericho Kenny Maker's finishing move but way too close to the ropes Jericho reaches out right at the last second yep. grabs the la- the bottom rope amazing near fall yeah really really really, really good it felt like a war by this point and then a code breaker from Jericho on Omega. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Out of nowhere, no less, as well. Yeah, but Jericho is so slow to make the pin. Smart, protecting Whoa. the move. <laughs> he's he's done this before. Yeah, and then it was a near fall, and then it was a one-winged angel onto a chair. Oh, that looked so brutal. Yeah. Like yeah. There were quite a few sort of like inter-chair moments that felt really like... Because Jericho beat the holy hell out of uh out of poor kenny omega with that chair mm. but the actual one-winged uh angel onto the chair like the most brutal part of the match and yeah and and kenny won yeah which w- kind of hints that jericho is going back to wwe sooner rather than later not another match in new yeah. japan which unless is, he has yeah. been sort of feuding with naito on twitter oh really yeah like they've been going back and forth naito's called out jericho a few times saying you're not the co-main event we're the real main event jericho's oh, right, replied okay. so that would be a nice way to take Jericho if he chooses to stay to do a few more matches. Yeah, uh, I would like that. Uh, what are your thoughts on him dedicating the match uh, to Eddie and Chris Benoit? I think it's a nice sentiment. Uh, yeah, hmm. uh, I, I mean, I understand. Maybe it should, maybe it should be something he does privately. Yes. You know, like yeah. in my head, I'm dead. So maybe because you're just gonna split. Uh, I I, the, yeah. I think there is literally no way in the world you can sort of dedicate something to Benoit and have it not come off badly. Or, like, go, uh-huh, well, why is everyone annoyed? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. It's, uh, yeah. it's like, quite obvious why everyone, not everyone, but why a lot of people would be yeah. against that. But at the same time, you know, he knew Benoit and Eddie through all the years. Yeah. Imagine it's only the last, it came as a shock to him. Um, it's not black and white. I thought that absolutely. I thought the way that he held, like, dealt with it in the book, his first book, where he was just like, I talk about Benoit a lot, and I talk about him being a friend, but I'm talking about Ben, the Benoit that I knew, yeah. not the Benoit that did all of those things. And that's a really, really great kind of log- internal logic to explain uh, something in the book. Problem is, you know, not everyone's going to have read that book, so not everyone knows that that's his mindset. So when you just say like, I'm going to, I'm dedicating this match to Ed Gein. Like, I'm going to dedicate this match um, to Charles Manson. Mm. Like, it doesn't come across as very good. Yeah. Uh, but this match, back to the wrestling element. Yeah. I just I just never thought I'd agree with Ryan Satin. Um, <laughs> was that this is the best Jericho match. It wasn't just. In I do, I cannot remember. I'm. Oh, do you know what? I'm actually going to go back to. I'm thinking I'm, Rey Mysterio, Clash of Champions. I don't remember that that's match. That's like 09. The first one I thought, though, that came to my head was Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. But that, that, that was, was WrestleMania That was WrestleMania back. 19, I think, which is even further back. So well, I'm trying to think of a really great Chris Jericho match after that. His match with Punk was pretty good at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'd have to go back through Jericho's well, back I'm, catalog. There, there but... probably is, but in my memory, like as a standout thing, yeah. the last time I remember was the Mysterio match. I think it was a Crash of Champions. Yeah, I mean, the first one ago. I can think of is like a, a two, like where you're at that sort of four, four and a half star, five star quality, or maybe mm. four and a half star if you're going to go into this match rating system. Four and a half star as, is as what Ollie it. gave it. If I'm thinking four and a half stars Jericho matches, I'm thinking Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania yeah. 19. Yeah. Uh, but because he's just been a character, he's been, he's been a very good character. Yeah, uh, that's been the best side. Uh, for Kenny Omega, just another great match, <laughs> another day in the a office, different kind of match. Yeah, which is what's really nice about this. So the main event after, and by this point, like I was a bit tired. Yeah, you were very exhausted like this. I I've watched quite a few shows with you now. Mm. Um, I'm not an endurance guy. You're really Ask not. Ask my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> when we went to see uh, the Raw taping last April, oh. like you were dead by almost the end of hour two. 
uh, when we watched SummerSlam, you were a bit you you popped massively for the main events, mm. but you were really dipping. I think you when you watched the Royal Rumble live one year. Oh no, it was WrestleMania live one year, and you were like, I need like three days off to I'm recover. Never doing it again. You're never doing it again. Yeah. yeah, you're not like you're not into watching a lot of wrestling in one sitting. I lo- I'm the same with anything though. I'm not really a marathon guy. I like two to three hour long wrestling events. Yeah. If if it's a progress show or an independent thing, I can go. I can stretch to three and a half, four, but that requires a lot of liquor <laughs> uh, and a lot of chanting. Absolutely, yeah. But this, but in the, I mean, like from from eight a.m. to four p.m. Yeah, that isn't like the best time to not get a, a lunch coma. No, you know? I suppose not. No. So, but here we are, the main event of the night, mm. uh, which was Naito versus Okada, and I mean, we said there was a big match feel for Omega Jericho. There was a hell of a big time feel for for this I match it more as well. Here. Yeah. Ab- absolutely, because like the entrances were like massively big yeah. and grand and stuff. And then the I don't I don't really recall this a lot in WWE. Perhaps it happens a lot, but I don't really remember it. The bell rang mm. and the crowd popped huge because all of a sudden the crowd were like, "The match has started." Yeah, I'm, I've been waiting for this all night long. I'm so excited for it. Well, this is something that's been building since the G1 in August. So this is a huge build for it, and you know everyone's wanted to see this for quite some time. And the so you, we talked earlier about how uh, when we were watching it, the whole show. This is mm-hmm. we were like we were enjoying it. But it's all—it's weird, almost like a wine or something very delicate. It's—it exposes more layers after you finish watching it, like a really smart, deep, interesting movie. And then you know, two, three days afterwards, you're like, "Huh, wow, that was really good." That's how I'm, and I just got it again for this match. Like every five, ten minutes, I'm getting this wave of, "Oh my god, that was a good match." Um, I I love the heckins out of it, but I—it's weird in watching it. For the first 30 minutes, I was just enjoying it, yeah. I would say. And then Don Callis says, oh, we're, th- we're just past the 30-minute mark. And I was like, that felt like a quick 30 minutes, but this doesn't feel like a quick match. So what's going on here with my perception of time? But then the last 10 or however many minutes it was, I thought were awesome. I thought the last 10 minutes were really good. You liked this match a lot more than I did. Mm. But I thought the last 10 minutes were really, really great. I'm not, I, You know, that first half hour... I'm not sure I could pick out anything that was awesome in there, but I thought the last 10... Reverse Harakarana? Well, the, yeah, maybe that. But, From the top rope. But actually, I feel like that was in the last 10 minutes. Um, but that, I thought I thought the last 10 minutes were, were really great. Mm. I, I thought that was, was tremendous. But maybe I was just put into a bad mood by the commentary, because I think, as, okay. I said, as I said at the start, because you had Don Callis and Kevin Kelly talking about last year, Okada had a six-star match against Kenny Omega. Dave Meltzer gave it six stars in the Wrestling Observer. The booking, the, the bet makers now are talking about whether this is over or under six stars. That's how good Okada is. That's the great quality of match you can expect. And I'm like, you're setting the bar too high. Mm. You're setting the bar. It's like, Okada's going to have another six-star match here, lads. Strap yourselves in. And if you set that bar high, that high, you're never going to reach it. The reason why Omega Ricardo was so great last year is because they didn't sit there going like, this is going to be a six-star match, lads. Yeah. You better get ready for it. It's also too insider. Oh, so, so insider. Like, they were, they were so, doing... It's too self-aggrandizing. Yeah, yeah. It's very patting on your on the back. It, because they did it for, for, for the whole night, and sometimes it was really funny. But you are right, it, it went to the annoying end of the spectrum here we, you know, we so. do it with like again you said like if we criticize if you criticize WWE you should really criticize a lot yeah. of it. and WWE do this a lot so Michael Cole the, the worst commentator in the history of wrestling uh, will say that maybe not the history Josh Matthews exists but he will you know he'll say like this is a match of the year candidate this is going to be a match of the mm. year whereas actually yeah it was alright it's a Wrestlemania caliber match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're just sort of saying stuff and it kind of feels hollow. So I'm just going to run through a few of the bits of the opening 30 minutes because I, I imagine we've got a lot to say on the last, the closing sequence. Yeah. Just to maybe remind you, fantastic opening exchange because they just they just pause there, whipping the crowd into a frenzy and they're staring each other down. Just the looks in their eyes. Akada is kind of determined and Naito is just, well, tranquilo. Mm. He's just in, he's calm. Don Callis had a great line of like, you know, the man's heart rate is probably not, not above 70 right now. He's so calm all the time because his whole character is he knows it's his destiny to win this title. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there. Uh, fan, but the really good open exchange in like a few grapples and reversals. And then it ends 
through I think it was like an arm drag on uh, Naito, but Naito sort of reversed it into a forward roll, ended up in the tranquilo pose. Which yeah. is where he's just lying down all casual and he points to the ceiling. Love that. Uh, really, another bit where Naito, that there was sort of, who's the heel here? Like, Akada, everyone was cheering for Naito, but then Naito spat on Akada. Mm. And the crowd booed that. So that was a nice dynamic. Later on, Akada had Naito in a rear naked choke ages and Naito kept trying to get out of it using all these different reversals but Akada kept putting it in the Harakarana off the top rope uh, this really good strike exchange um, where again Naito spits at Akada brutal Germans um, the, the Rainmaker is devalued like <laughs> yeah any Rainmaker that happens in the first 20 minutes of a match is yeah. not the finish it's the uh, it's John Cena's AA yeah yeah it's a shame but Something magical happens in the last 30 minutes of a match. You could have, like, it could be the 20th Rainmaker by that point. Any of those could be the finish. Yeah. But before then, it, it doesn't work for me. Uh, Destino, which is Naito's finisher, uh, he hits that, but he doesn't make the pin. And now we're at 30 minutes. Okay. So this is the really good stuff. This is where I, I thought the match... I You know, and I'm not taking anything away from that first 30 minutes. Perhaps it was the fatigue. I think you said at one point watching this, if I, I think you were on the phone to someone, mm. and you said, like, if I was watching any of these matches individually, I'd have a much different opinion about them. But, like, at the end of a very long show, I think I was just a bit tired, a bit yeah. worn out. But, yeah, this I thought the match really kicked into, into high gear at the 30-minute mark. Yeah, so another strike exchange Akada is really this strike exchange this was, goes on for ages this was actually my favourite bit of the yeah. match which is like and because Naito is just giving these stiff shots but Akada is got he's got nothing behind mm. his absolutely nothing behind him but Naito's letting him do it because he just wants he wants to prove that you know you've got an outmate and he's just throwing these very weak shots and stuff. And I thought it was a really yeah. awesome character moment. That's what that's where Akada's very, very good. But yeah, Akada's... There's no one better at the last 10 minutes of a match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Akada, he's not... He's glazed over. He's looking everywhere. He's not looking at Naito. He's just trying to focus on getting those shots in. Naito is looking at him. He's like, come on, give me another. Boof. Mm. Boom, back at you. Like, it's his destiny. He's, oh, oh, I loved it. Uh, he knows it's going to happen for him. Then there's another spit, and he slaps at Carl. Oh, mate. I oh. mean, I mean, they, they, he slapped him six hours ago in our time. I heard it live because it just echoed all around the world <laughs> into our studio. Uh, then Naito goes for a Destino. But that is reversed by Akada into a Rainmaker. These, that was a great These spot. exchanges were so yeah. cool, so smooth. And so, and it was, it's just like they're perfect moves for reversals and stuff. Mm. Like you can reverse the Rainmaker into a Destino. You can reverse the Destino into the Rainmaker. Oh, man, some of these were great. And it really was like take your breath away, edge yeah. of seat stuff. Uh, and it, it, Akada did that thing I really love from the Omega matches where he holds on to the wrist. Yeah. And they're both just laying there on the ground. Akada's tired. He can't get up, but he's holding on to nine. Naito, uh, ready to give that other Rainmaker. But Naito then hit a Destino. Another kick out. Yeah. Akada gets a tombstone. Uh, yeah, he does a tombstone. Yep. And he's going to set up into a Rainmaker. But Naito reverses that into another Destino. He's But like Naito stands up right away. He's like, I'm not going to make the same mistake again. I'm going to hit a second Destino immediately after that one. And that is reversed into a spinning tombstone yeah. and then a brutal rainmaker <laughs> the best rainmaker of the night oh that is the finish Akada wins amazing brilliant Akada is still the champion I thought this was the time they'd take it off him but you know what what does this do for Naito's character he knows it's his destiny to win that belt maybe he thought this was the time I'm gonna do it but now he's maybe he's knocked off kilter. What's going to happen to Naito now? Maybe the prophecy's wrong. Oh, it was amazing! <laughs> I loved it. God, oh, it was good. So I was very that. good. I gave that four and three quarter stars. Uh, do you want to give an over under what you think Melter's going to give it? Oh, I don't know. I would. I won't be so bold as to. I don't think he'd give it. Oh, maybe he would give it. Five. I think he'd probably give it five. You stars. think five? Yeah. Well, it was in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> At a Wrestle Kingdom, of course. <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, yeah, really, really good show. Overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. Long show, um, but I very much enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, and and again, this is that thing. I'm I'm talking about. I was like, I very much enjoyed it, but actually. You talk about all the elements of that. There's only a handful of matches that I didn't think were very good. Didn't think the tag, um, the the 
the gauntlet was very good. Anything the tag, I thought the tag match was fine, and I thought the intercontinental match was fine. Everything else on the card, I thought was like awesome. Mm. Like, and I loved the Young Bucks, loved the uh, the Cody Rhodes match, I loved Alpha Omega, I loved Suzuki, I loved the main event. I, I just thought, I yeah, there's so much on this show to love. You really. missed out the full way. And I've, oh yeah, in the four way, absolutely. Might be my favorite match of the night. Loved it. Seven stars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I totally agree. It's yeah. just that you know the lengths a problem as isn't the problem for me though. Uh, but you know, compare this to an NXT takeover. Yes, that's perfect. It's two hours. It's two and a half hours. Yeah, it, and it's just like that's and they just do four or five matches, mm-hmm. and those four or five matches are like you know usually like you get. 80% of them are four-star matches. And then, like, that that always, like, kind of, like, you know, raises the bar of the overall thoughts on the show. If you had just the last four matches and you you, you brought it into four hours, what a show that would be. Yeah. Uh, you got very into the review of that final match, didn't you? Well, I, I, I haven't keep... seen you this excited about a wrestling match I know. probably since Okada, uh, Okada Omega from Wrestle Kingdom last year. Yeah, or Domi- the Dominion, Dominion match. match yeah, that was really good. Uh, yeah, I just... It was like... Uh, the more I was talking about it, it happens when we do the WWE reviews, and you're like, no, the Jason Jordan storyline is awesome. And it just, this wave takes over, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, actually, I really do like it. It's still sinking in. Yeah. Uh, how how much, how good that show was, um, and I'm going to go back and watch the matches in isolation over the weekend. I think that's a smart move. Uh, because I, feel, especially the Jericho Omega one, mm-hmm. because I just feel like, you know, uh, that's the one that hasn't sunk in yeah. yet. Uh, but yeah, what about you? Yeah, I know I'm, I'm in agreement. I think I'm going to definitely, I mean, I would easily watch that, uh, the Young Bucks match again. Mm. Um, if I'm going to catch up with uh, my buddy John, I really want to show him the uh, the four weeks. He doesn't, get to, he doesn't get to watch a lot of New Japan stuff, so usually I can go down there and like, you know, show him bits and pieces. So I'd really like to show him that four weeks. I thought that four way was great. Cool. Uh, so let's do some quick iTunes reviews before we get out of here, reminding you to write your own iTunes reviews. We're, re- we're nearing the end. That's well, we're it. nearing December. We're nearing December. Uh, so first, from TTBF87, Time Saver. Thank you, guys. You saved me four hours a week not having to watch the full-length shows, Raw and Smackdown, with your excellent weekly reviews. Keep up the great work. Thank actually, you, TTBF87. We actually save you six hours. Five hours? Five hours, sorry. Five yes. hours. Five hours, yeah. Uh, and from Rilo Killy... Might be the greatest title and the most flattering review mm. we've ever been given. This is very kind of you to say. Yeah. That Adam and Joe of Wrestling Podcasts. Oh, man. Alive. We are, we are big Adam and Joe fans. Huge. Thank you. Uh, an excellent British podcast looking at the crazy world of professional wrestling. The two hosts love for the business and each other <laughs> oh. shines through and that makes this very listenable indeed. I want that as the quote. Yeah. Very listenable indeed. <laughs> they aren't negative for negative sake like other shows, which is a great thing. Can't recommend this highly enough. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you, Riley Riley Kelly. Kelly. That was a great review. Well, we will be back on Monday with some news. Is that what we're going to do? News, you reckon? Well, what do you want to do? Um, I suppose we could do news. We've got to we? talk about the fishmonger. Have you? <laughs> got to deal with that situation. Oh, dear. Yeah. Has he been in touch, has he? No, he hasn't. It's just, you know, it's just he's not over. <laughs> I've got so to have a word. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you on Monday. Love you. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 